from worlds beyond to right at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. by the way oh thank you oh man it is august 6th 7 11 p.m a great time and uh yesterday was my birthday and my name is eric tanosayas and my name is jeff stormer and this is all my fantasy children it's a tabletop inspired storytelling world building and collaborative creator creation process podcast wow uh where each week jeff and i take a listener submitted prompt and we craft the greatest story of all time every single week damn right we do but Jeff, there's an important thing that's happening this week in the world that I want you, I would love for you to introduce. It's incredibly important to so many people, including myself. It's extremely important. Your birthday, Aaron, we made a realization about like the anniversary of your birth, the, the, yeah. the, the time in which you were born, like yeah. the, the, the moon that you were born under. Yeah, it was a very important moon. That moon had like an extra, the, you know, the man of the moon, how he has a face. Mm-hmm. There was an extra layer of face there, and it was paint. Yep. And why is it, that, Jeff? It's International Clown Week. It is International Clown Week on the week of my birth. I turned thirty. I was thirty-three years old when I realized that I was born under the the clown moon. <laughs> can I tell you, Aaron? Can I tell you a real story that I learned this week? Yes. So my brother's birthday is August 2nd. Yeah. Um, and he was he's a year older than me, so he's born in 86. So I, I, of course, pointed out to him that he was also born during International Clown Week, which is from the 1st to the 7th of, of August every year. Yeah. But there's an important <laughs> sub-date to that. What? Which is that uh, the first Saturday, or the Saturday, because it's a seven-day block, so there's only one. So the Saturday... Of International Clown Week is National Clown Day. What? Oh my God! There's time to celebrate. I know. Um, so I, of course, went, or I, of course, uh, took it upon myself to like go through my calendar to figure out what day of the week in 1986 was August second. Was it a fucking Saturday? <laughs> it was a Saturday. Whoa! He's born on fucking clown. That's why you asked me. You're like you're born on eighty six. You born in eighty six or eighty seven? I was, I was like, like, what? What day were you born? <laughs> I need to know. It's incredibly important that I need to know if you were born a clown or not. <laughs> you were born on Clown Day. Holy fuck! No, I missed Clown Day thankfully, but I'm still a proud part of Clown Week. You're part. You're part of Clown Week. That's nothing to shake a stick at or honk a nose at. It's nothing to honk a nose at. Um. Jeff, I kind of want to dive right in, unless you, you want to talk about what's exciting you this week. We can talk about what's exciting us. I figure yeah. we could get into it. Um, what's exciting you this week? What's exciting? What you got? I watched a movie. Oh, I love that. I watched a, a, a movie. I really enjoyed it. It was called Palm Springs. It's a new movie. Came out in 2020. Uh, okay. It was a Hulu exclusive. It was very, very good. Very fun. Like a good, solid, like very funny romantic comedy. I really enjoyed it. Love that. Uh, the premise was spoilers for maybe the first 10 minutes, and but also the Hulu description says this. So, like, it's what the movie's about. So I can't be faulted for spoiling it. Not at all. Um, it is about a, uh, it follows like a, a woman at a wedding. It's her sister. It's her best friend's wedding, I think. Yeah. Or possibly her sister's wedding. I don't exactly remember. 
but like she is um like like uh connected to the wedding. She's there and she meets a guy who is acting really weird and kind of like lethargic and sort of nihilistic like nothing matters. Okay. And uh happens and like by random chance he ends up pulling her into the groundhog day style time loop that he has been trapped in for years. Oh. And Fuck. so like it is a ground <laughs> it's like a a riff on groundhog day. Oh, wait, I just got I just got notification from uh, Party of One producer Jen Frank, who is in the other room and can hear me that it is, in fact, her sister's wedding. Dang. OK, thank you for the clarification. Um. So, yeah, so it is a, kind of a riff on a Groundhog Day, but like one of the people is brand new to the time loop and the other has been in the time loop for like ye- like months or years or like an, a- an extraordinarily long time. It's very good. And it's a very fun premise that is executed on very nicely. You know, it's good to have a good rom-com every now and again, especially when there's time loops and continuation involved. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a sucker for a Groundhog Day-style time loop. There's a reason that there's one of them in All My Fantasy Children. You know, I'm very happy about that, too. <laughs> Aaron, what's getting you excited this week? So I've started a new series on Crunchyroll, and it's called God of High School. It's from South Korea, and it's fucking bomb. The animation is one of, it's one of those shows the animation is like, how did a human hand, how did you draw that? And I've only seen like one and a half episodes so far started last night i'm digging it it's about like a tournament so far like literal premise is like a tournament of power that takes place in seoul to find out who the strongest high schooler is to become the god of high school and you like make a wish or something that's pretty good i like that and the main character is very goku where he's like i want to fight strong guys i like that i'm into that yeah so I'm, i'm excited to start and i hope Hopefully it doesn't turn out super problematic because <laughs> I say this now and then like I'm going to get three episodes in and be like, God, I wish I could travel back in time and edit that. No, but I think it has a lot of prom- promise and I'm very excited to uh, be keeping you up to date maybe with God of High School. And this is for our listener. I have a recommendation for y'all. It's called Skullface Bookseller Honda-san. It's very fucking funny. It's about a working in a bookstore, but like the main character has a is a literal skeleton. And like the people in the show are not like people, but like customers are. It's very sarcastic about working in a bookstore. It's great. But this is a show where we create a fantasy story and character every single week using a variety of methods and tabletop games. And we have a prompt this week that I'm very excited about, as in, it is... In honor of the occasion. Yes, in honor of Clown Week. This one comes from Max, but like a skeleton, on Twitter, at MXMLMN. Prompt. Biff Bafo, clown spy extraordinaire. So, we got a clown spy, which clown is sp- important. Clown spy, real good. So, I ha- I have... I know what Clown Spy tells me. Clown Spy, to me, is a person who has infiltrated... Who is not a clown, but has infiltrated, like, the Circus of Misery fantasy clown culture. Which is, by the way, like, clowns and fantasy is, like, this evil group of, like, bad guys. They're just bad. Like, they do fucked up shit. They murder they're su- people. They're super villains. They they're are, super they villains. Are a, they are a super villain gang. <laughs> yeah, it's a super villain group of people who go around traveling the Circus of Misery, which is a traveling circus, which performs... But also does fucked up shit. But like, it's also I have to clarify a circus. Yeah, <laughs> so. no, they're evil. They're evil supervillain clowns. For more information, you can listen to the Falconvale episode. Swiftwind, Go- you mean Swiftwind? Yes, yeah, Swiftwind. You can listen to Swiftwind. You can listen to Gordon Gumbo. You can listen to oh fucking um uh, uh Howdy Man. The Howdy, Howdy Man. Man. The Howdy there Man gives several. Some- oh, and also. What was that one where it's like a strong person? Oh, do I do. I've been trying to think of the name and I literally cannot. That's a good one. I'll find out in a second. Hold, please. 
I loved that one. It was real fucking <laughs> That's dark. a great episode. Oh, a Shia LaBeouf down Shia with the LaBeouf, cloud of a yes. one thirty. But yeah, if you want to learn more about clowns, do that. Those are the we're episodes to go to. Because yeah. we're going to go hard. Because I have an immediate pitch. Now, uh, my my idea is that someone has infiltrated the clowns. Yeah, is that what you're going with? Exactly as well? the same, and I want to build on that. Okay. Because I want to immediately start. Like, I want to immediately tie in some lore. What I'm picturing is this is like Gordon Gumbo's like inside clown. Okay. Because, uh, so backstory time, for those, for, if this is your first episode, I'm sorry. Um, I'm so but also, sorry, but also thanks for hanging out. <laughs> thanks for hanging out. Um, hope you like our anime, Rex. <laughs> I hope you do. Um, so the premise of Gordon Gumbo, Gordon Gumbo, is that, is that Gummy was, uh, like an investigator who was trying to bring down the clowns and was, like, fighting against them. So, like, the idea that there is a, a an inside clown... <laughs> Who, like, Gordon is getting, like, inside yeah. info from. Yeah. Is very funny. Is very funny to me, and therefore I want to use it. So it's something that I want to pitch about the actual circus that is run by uh, Shao Clown. Pitch it, Aaron. Pitch what is in your heart, Aaron. Tell, unleash the dark desires in your heart, Aaron. Do it! Do it, Aaron! Yes, Shao. <laughs> um, so I like the idea of the Circus of Misery on the surface. Like, if you were to visit the Circus of Misery, like you and me, we get some tickets, we buy popcorn and peanuts, we sit, and we watch it. Like, I think you, at the surface, watch a circus show. And it's very, like, it's almost like uh, a little macabre, a little dark, and like a little spooky-ooky, but not inherently evil like not at first glance because what i want to pitch is that the circus of misery i want this to kind of be like dante going through the circles of hell because this is a three-ring circus with three different rings and each ring gets deeper and deeper into that's like cool. that's pretty cool some kind of parallel dimension kind of thing I'm into but that. like one circle is like the first circle of the three-ring circus the first ring of the first ring of the circus is, like, the show where, like, you know, the strong person comes out and, like, lifts something really up. The clowns come out of the car. It's a circus show, but just, like, weird. The second ring is when, like, the wheels start coming off a little bit. And there's, like, a fighting arena. And the clowns are, like, fighting each other. And the strong person, like, might pick someone out of the crowd and, like, call them out to a fist fight. And then the third ring is straight up, like, what, evil shit? Like, what? Like, the third gambling? <laughs> the third like, ring is, like, is murder. Like, that's, we've we've described this before, where the third ring is, like, murder games. Oh, okay. Because I love a good, because I, I love a good, to quote my dear friend Noah Houlihan, I love a good murder game show. So the third ring is, like, fucking you're, running gonna, man? you're gonna walk <laughs> this tightrope over, like, a tank of sharks, and if you fall, the tank of sharks will eat you. Oh, like that okay. is the th- and like there's just a clown just throwing chum like just throwing chum in the water just to like rile the sharks up like that's the third ring where they just grab people from the crowd and they're like murder game now like it's saw it's saw shit is yes. what I'm envisioning. So my the question second, then is the second oh, ring sorry, for ahead. a lore perspective the second ring would be where uh, Swiftwind happens because we've said mm. that Shao Clown notoriously organizes fighting tournaments. Yes, of course. Every sun, every sun. I said in one of the audio extras. I think with Shia LaBeouf, where it was like a, it was like a commercial for Shout Clown Circus of Misery. It was like, join us every Sunday for our fighting tournaments and brunch. Like, stay yeah. for, get your bottomless mimosas and stay for a fighting tournament. That's, so that's the second ring. And then I believe it is in Doc Scruff, Mind Over Matter. That is the third ring where it's murder game shows. 
And some of them okay. take place in a mind arena. Some of them take place in a literal space. But the first, the first ring, I'd love to throw out a detail. Okay. You got me firing on all cylinders now because we're thinking about clowns. Yeah, I'm ready to build the circus. Like, we talk about it a lot. Hi, everybody. We're going to build. I'd like to build the circus of misery. And then we'll talk about how this person or like why they're infiltrating it. Even if we kind of never even get to that. I really want to build the circus of misery up and find out like not who Shao is because that is just a great mystery of our show. But also like I kind of want this this idea of a traveling thing that like causes a literal misery. Why the fuck does it exist? So the first ring, I want to talk through some visual and like experiential details. Okay. Um, I want to talk through some experiential details around like the going through it. I want to like t- walk a person through it because now I'm starting to get like a clear idea of how it all shaped, of how it is all shaped. Yeah. The first ring you go, like Aaron and Jeff buy tickets to the circus. It's great. But, like, specifically, the circus aesthetic that I'm visualizing is, like, somewhere around, like, a Cirque du Soleil Mm. or, like, an art house circus. Got you, got you. It's very much the, like, this isn't ha-ha funny type, like, Mm. circus deal. It's it's a lot of, like, clown skits that you watch and and are just sort of like, oh, okay. Are you familiar with Brechtian plays at all? A little bit, yeah. Where they're like, what is happening? (laughs) Yeah. It's high art. It's high art. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. Specifically, I was also picturing, full disclosure, I've also been thinking about like Lynchian, like David Lynchian things because I've been watching Twin Peaks of like things that are just kind of like purposefully off and uncomfortable Ah, and like angles that that aren't quite right. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of experience where you watch it and like a clown is moving, but like it doesn't quite like look like how a human being should be able to move. And you're like, yeah. oh, this. and you go and you're like, that was an interesting experience. I don't know if I enjoyed it. But I was pretty miserable the entire <laughs> time. So like, I guess mission accomplished, Circus of Misery. <laughs> so then like the second ring is the ring that you have to seek out. Yeah, because that's the question I was going to ask you. Like, who the fuck is going into the second and third rings? So the second ring you have to seek out, right? The second ring, you know, that's where fighting tournaments are happening. That's where gambling rings are happening. That's where, like, shady shit is unfolding. Those are the rings that you have to, like, go up to, like, you have to go up to, like, Bubbles the Clown. And he's wearing, like, an all-black suit, but he's got the little clown nose. And you have to give him the password. And, like, he'll lead you back to the second ring of the circus, where there's like a knife fight un- currently unfolding. I have a pitch for that, actually. Go for As it. As opposed to a password. I-, I like the idea of fighting because we said fighting pits have like magic weapons and prizes for like, you know, you can obtain amazing yeah. artifacts and stuff. You have to wager something valuable. You got to oh, put something that. up. That's your entry fee is like, what do you have? Like you can't go empty handed to the fighting tournament. It's like Swiftwind had to probably bring something dope the in order sword. to get... Yeah, like, was like, I wager, oh, no, they won, did they win oh, the Messenger Sword? They might have. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't listen to the show. You know, I know. <laughs> um, but either way, I think you have to, like, put something down that's dope. And that's I how you know that. you I mean really business. Because it's like, the idea of gambling is appealing to me, but I like the idea of, like, you're gambling because you might leave without the fucking, like, you know, flaming sword that you came in with. Yeah. Or, like, you know, um, in, in true AMFC tradition, you might leave without, like your childhood blanket or like some wild shit okay i like like this a lot it's you gotta wager something you gotta wager something it doesn't necessarily in the tradition of amfc it doesn't always have to be like a lightning lance it can sometimes be like i am wagering like 
my earliest happy memory. And they're like, gotcha. okay, if you lose, we're taking it. So to, to pull a page from uh, Courier's Call and Drew Merjewski, you you literally lose a thought or memory. I, I, love, I love that. That's so, you have that's to wager a piece of who you are at the circus. That's when it gets deep because everyone's like, oh, man, I want to enter the fighting tournament. What are you willing to put up? And it's like my entire childhood baseball career. Can I throw out like a second detail? Fuck yeah. We have said before that the making that like magic, uh, magical items are, are because like you've put yourself into an object. Like the act of like creating of like you putting yourself into something is what makes it magic. Adding like the it's basically like the concept of passion, like baking something passionately makes it magical. So what if the magical items that you win are literally like forged like artificially with these memories and sort of like a horror scenario it's that idea made horrific that's dope because especially what we've talked about with the messenger sword which is like it might be crossly dig well yeah right like that's dark it's i like this a lot i like that idea like that's a cool like horrific thing i'm happy that we're doing some weird horror i feel like it's a genre we don't go down enough no it's not it's hard it's hard because we always want to approach it carefully yeah and i i am not an expert on horror like you know what i mean on like you know like um like like Christine Previs is like fucking expert level horror like a, shit. Like a literally, all. like they are literally <laughs> like a horror scholar. <laughs> yeah, so I'm always like, you know, I never want to like tiptoe around where other people like eat, you know. But so, but I feel like I this is try. like cool. <laughs> this is like cool and horrific and ties into like the things we were talking about. Like it's Brechtian or it's Lynchian of like those sort of ideas of like your sense of self has been taken and molded into this like weapon that someone else can win from you. I like that. And it's like, and I think how you get it, it, how you enter is like you go to the Circus of Misery and you go to any of the vendors and you order something. Like you order popcorn, you order peanuts and you don't pay with fantasy money. I don't know. We never really talked about that. I don't care. But like what you put down as payment is an item and the person then gives you another, gives you a ticket. I love that. And like that ticket gets you into this, like this, there's a person waiting for it so there's this i'm playing from real life um the today ticks that service where like you can buy discounted like broadway tickets and stuff there's always a person in like a red umbrella or a red coat that you find that says today ticks and that's how you get your tickets i like the idea that once you get this ticket you have to find a clown that like doesn't belong yeah. Or like they're spinning an umbrella that's not the color scheme of the circus of misery or they're chewing bubble gum and the bubble blown is like jet black and like reflective so, and you're like oh fuck and they just make eye contact with you and like that's your that's your person that you gotta yeah. get in with i love that cool because i like that this happens i think while the first ring is happening that's when the fighting tournament is happening and also at the same time the third ring yes now the third ring oh the yeah. third ring they pick you aaron oh fuck like oh, fuck i hate that it's so scary like the third why like, based on what it's like because i don't want it to be a fucking kidnapping no, it's not kidnapping. It is literally they, you know, you go to the second ring because you want something. True. You you know, you're playing with fire. Like that's a, like you ring. go like it's the it's the it's the idea of like Hold on. Hold on. I I personally I can't really do this ju- this concept justice. Um I do have an expert on the line though. Aaron, people come to the second ring because they want something. They seek us out. We seek out those who are willing to come into the third ring of misery because we have something they want. We have an offer we can make them if they are willing to accept our terms. We have a 
an opportunity that is simply too good to pass up. These are people with needs. These are people with wants. These are people with desires so strong that their own destruction seems a worthy gamble to make in exchange for the one thing, the one object, the one experience, the one memory that they, above all else, crave. And so, the Circus of Misery makes them an offer, we say. We say, if you succeed at our game, you will receive that which you have committed the whole of your being towards pursuing. If you fail, well... Your memory will be added to the pile, and you will be a prize for the next person to enter the third ring. Fuck. <laughs> okay. All right, bye, Shao. I'll, Thank I'll you, Shao. Hang out, though, because I might need you for later. Like, tell Shao to just sit in the living room or something before we finish. And, like, is, um, is Crumb Jeans there? Is old Crumb Jeans? Is that there? Is that there? Hey, uh... Look, you could play you could play the Street Fighter card game with crumb jeans, but you have to put it away afterwards. I don't think uh, he's gonna put it away. I think he's gonna put the cards in the wrong boxes. You know, clowns is be sometimes <laughs> clowns be that good. Um, okay, so the third ring, what do you want to nail down about it? Like you said, it's like fucking saw, which is a lot. It's um <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like it's like running like running man is what like I'm envisioning, right? Like it's this okay. idea of like the picture, the, the visual that I'm getting, the short story that I'd love to pitch, the mini audio drama I want to drop into this middle part. I hope it's okay that I'm steering here. I don't want to. Oh, I don't yeah, wanna... no. I have a just my simple way of putting this, though, that I wanted to clarify. Yep. Um, second ring is PvP, player versus player. Yep. Third ring is PvE, player versus environment. We're yeah. like, the circus is trying to get you. Yes. You know, and, I and like the, the story that I want to throw out is like, someone wants to be like a great author like they they just they want that great novel right like a great fantasy novel they want to write they want to write the story that will be carried down from generation to generation and they they want this and they've 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 dreamed of it and this is the one thing that they want and shout cloud shout clown comes to them with an offer of like complete a task complete this one one game in our circus and we will give you the manuscript. Your name is on it. Your handwriting, like you wrote this. Maybe not the hue of this dimension, the hue of this plane of existence, but like you wrote this, and it is yours, free of charge. All you have to do is play one game with us and win. And if they lose, they are consumed. Like they are like the fire consumed. Not not no like not okay. no like they're eating people way. No. But in like uh in the like they like they like it is it is play or die like it is it is win or die it is it is you play a game and if you lose you're dead like the st- the game is such that it will kill you it will destroy you like it will it will consume you and if you win this thing that you have desired that you like have craved more than anything will be yours. I like this. So something that I like from about that is the idea of you want this so bad. But the people who go to the third ring aren't willing to, like, this person's not willing to write the book. They're kind of trying to cheat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's people who want to cheat the system, yeah. Yes, and then, like, the ultimate cost is, this is what I'll, I'll, I don't want to challenge it, but my question is, so it's for people, like, I want to have the number one podcast in the world. They're like, all right, then we'll basically tug all the strings that, if you know, that need to be done and, you know, fudge the numbers and give you, like, you know, the Twitter backing, all that stuff and all the money and the accolades. But you'll, you'll, you've never really earned anything. Yeah. You know, you will, we'll fake it all. But if you lose, do you die or because, like, you know, you wager a thought, a memory type thing? 
do you wager who you literally are, and is that how you become a part of the Circus of Misery? I love that's that's dope as hell. Where like you you join the you know the you're the Legion basically. That's dope as hell. You know because you're willing to risk literally everything that you are in turn because what you're describing is like in order to cheat and to like not have integrity like you're really willing really willing to risk everything that you've worked for and stuff like that to not work and to not you know so you literally are giving up you're willing to give up everything that you are and if you lose you lose everything that you are and there's a there's a terrifying detail of that there's like a really genuinely scary detail of that that connects into some lore that we've established what I want to throw out is that, like, if you lose, in the same way, like, go, like I'm going to connect some threads here, Aaron. Are you ready? Yeah. Pulling on the, the ending of Shia LaBeouf. Yes. Um, the hero <laughs> loses, they, they downfall, and it turns out, like, none of those things happened. Like, it was all an illusion. Yes. These games that will kill you, they're all illusion. It's oh, all magic. No. You lose. You lose. And, like, the, the, the terms, the, the real terms of the circus is like, all right, you are a member of the circus now. Like, you are not, like, an indentured servant. What it is no. is, okay, like, you've lost. Like, you can, and, and they offer you what they offer you simple terms. Like, this is where it ties back into Gordon, into, like, part of Gordon Gumboat that I really like. And I want to, like, expand a little bit. Because this is a really good, like, connection back to that. The terms are very simple. You lost. Like, you lost. Like, that dream that you had, that thing that we were going to give you, that shortcut to your dream, like, that's gone. We've burned it. Like, we burned the manuscript. It's gone. Yeah. We could, in time, create another manuscript. The only way that you can get that second chance at that game, the only way that you can earn your shot back is if you travel with us and you become a member of the Circus of Misery. Fucking capitalism gets you every time. You got to get your ass to work. (laughs) Which means, which means that like when Gordon Gumboat, going back to the Gordon Gumboat episode. Yeah unraveled that like these are not supernatural clowns these yeah, people are not like just super- paint and they're willing to be in the circus of misery that is why all of these people were willing to be in the circus of misery it's not it's some of them were like oh yeah i want to make people's lives miserable but a yeah. lot of people were like if i just travel with the circus of misery then they're going to give me another shot at the book they're going to give me like i just have to do it for a couple more weeks and then i have another shot at the book oh no that's so sad it's sad and it's scary of like of like i am willing to be the villain because eventually i'm going to get my shot to get what i want yeah. like to get and i don't want to like i'm not patient enough to earn it i'm not i right. don't give a shit i just want the thing i don't want to put in the work i'm willing to literally give my life to the circus yeah. of misery and bet on the fact that, you know, they might give me that publishing deal and like, then I'll go on my book tour. Then all the cons will book me. Yeah. Like, this will be, I'll be it. All I got to do is be a part of the, all I got to do is wear the paint. Oh, yeah. no. That's scary. Like, that's scary and I dislike it. But I it's hate good, it. Like, but I like, I also like it a lot. I like that it's not a, it, you know, we try not to do the monolith, but even with, like, clowns, it's not just, like, a bunch of assholes who want to kill. It's like, no, I like the fact that it's, like, some people are desperate assholes who are, you know, I don't want it to be, like, you know, I'm trying to get out of, it's never the story of, like, I'm trying to escape some kind of poverty. No. You know what I mean? It's always people, it's greed. It's greed. It is, it is people, it is people are greedy. Yes, and it's, they didn't, they, they wanted a thing outside of what they needed and they were willing to go to lengths and literally give up 
as often it is in real life, they're literally willing to give up who they are and their sense of self in order to get the thing. And they look back at everything they've done and they're like, you know, what it, it's, it's Thanos. Yeah. It's what did it cost? Everything. That's really what it is. You look back at the scorched earth that you left behind and you're like, fuck, I'm a clown. But these people are so shitty that they don't have that face turn. They're like, nope, this is dope. It's just, it's, yeah, I like, I really, I, I like that emphasis and I really want to double down on like, it's just greed. It's never like, it's never like, I need this for the right reasons. It's always, I want this because I deserve it. Yeah, it's, and I, I just want it no matter the fucking cost. I don't care what I'd lose. I don't care what I burn. I just want it. And it's always like, you know, and I think that's the reason, like, Shao, you said Shao finds you. That yeah. There's only a certain, like, you know, Shao knows that there's certain kinds of people that he wants in his circus of misery. Yeah. And it's those types. So, like, I think those people, personally, I think third circuit, third ring of the circus, I think you get an invite. I like I that. think, yeah. like, yeah, the yeah. male comes with a little, like, clown face, like, wax seal on it or something, or, like, you open it up, and it's, like, very My Hero Academia, All Might's, like, hologram thing, where it's, like, this grand thing that makes it seem really exciting, where it's, like, and you said Saw, so it makes me think of them being, like, you're a writer. I'm very interested in that. Like, you know, I'd Mm -hmm. love to publish your book. All you have to do is come to the Circus of Misery. We could make all of your dreams come true. So it's not because they know that, like, it's fantasy. It's optimistic. You know, mm-hmm. that magic doesn't work on fucking everybody. Like, really good people aren't going to be like, yeah, sounds dope. <laughs> like Somebody who's been putting in the work, they're going to be like, we can offer you the, the, this thing. And they're going to be like, well, no, I've already I've already made this thing. I've already- yeah, fuck you. <laughs> like, uh, Mama Cat is already like, why? I've already, like, like a young Mama Cat, uh, audio drama time, story time. Oh, a young mama cat like got the letter and they were like, we could make you we could make your pizza parlors like rich and famous. Like we can we can give you all of the money you need to open the world's most spectacular chain of restaurants. And she's like, why? I already have like we'll give you the publicity and like we'll give you because it's not always just like resources. Mm -hmm. I always think it's beyond just what's necessary. It's never like what you need. It's always like, you know, we'll get you a webcam to start your vlog. It's like, no, we'll literally get you numbers. You'll become be Logan Paul. <laughs> you will Logan wake Paul. up tomorrow with an empire. Like yes, <laughs> and and they 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 wrote they, the the invitation came to Mama Cat and she was like, "Why? I already have a pizza parlor. It's doing pretty well. We might be able to open another like establishment in the next year or two. Yeah. I'm already on my way. I don't need this. Like, I have what I, I need. Yeah, I have what I need. It's but like they offered the shortcut and she didn't take it. I'm willing they, to. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, I because I like the idea that like there's a personal choice of it. I like the idea that like the idea of true heroism is turning is turning away from the e- easy route that hurts people. Yeah, and so the idea of like people people being given this offer and going no is cool to me. Yeah, I like the idea that like it, it sets up this dynamic about fantasy that I would like to say is true, where like. The idea of, like, capitalistic greed is very uncommon. That's, like, not a thing that people are really, like, after. Like, Mama Cat is, like, why would I want, like, I'm just spreading this thing all over the world so, like, people can eat pizza and, like, adventurers can come together and, like, hang out out in their golden twilight years. Like, that, it's not about gains, you know, like... Dr. Pibb could very well have been someone who won his, you know, fortune and fame and, you know, and and Lester Lester Slurp and all them were, like, former clowns or they're still that's a that's a full canon fact i love the idea that like as someone that is canonically like a capitalistic bastard like dr pib is someone that like won the game like decisively and they were like 
cool, now you have a soda empire. Like, congratulations. And you did nothing. And that's why we always say, like, lack of integrity, lack of yeah. giving a shit about anything, because it's all, it's not founded on anything. It's, it's all foundation. It's, you know, it's the foundation of sand, where it's like you don't actually have any real skill. You were just, you were basically born into clown privilege. Right. I kind of love that <laughs> idea of, like, I love this idea that, like, the evil thing to do is to simply say, like, I want this and I don't care who I'm going to hurt to get it. Yes. And it's it's rare. Like, it's not a yeah. thing that affects many people. And when it is, it's like they are a villain and they are seen yeah. as a villain. It's never like a, well, like, no, it's 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 odd, you know. Right. And, cool. and, and you might justify it to yourself, but like the, the picture, but like. Everyone in the world sees that you are a member of an organization. Yes. The circus of misery. Like there, like you can be like, well, I, I joined this because like when I'm a famous author, like I'm going to do a whole bunch of charity work. It's like, yeah, but you're literally in the circus of misery. You like, got you are- there because of a fucking, I love that it's become privilege. <laughs> It's it's just, I love this idea that like, that is the horrifying thing to do. It's just good. Yeah. Yeah. It's horrifying and I don't like it, but like, I enjoy that that's a, that's a, that's a palpable evil. Yes. That like, there's a, cause I, you know, it's not always like someone's possessed by a demon. It's just like, no, they're just greedy shit lords. Yeah. They're just like a greedy asshole who has decided that they're okay hurting people if they get to be the next big reality star. Yeah. How, how real is that? Where it's greedy asshole seduced by bigger greedy asshole into doing fucked up shit. Yeah. <laughs> At the benefit of gigantic greedy asshole. I like that. So, now to bring it all back to our prompt, which is, uh, I believe, Biff Boffo. Biff Boffo, clown spy extraordinaire. So, I want to say, like, do you want to figure out really quick, like, stuff about them? Because I like to, I like to note that, like, we know, we owe all this information to Biff Boffo. Because Biff Boffo was once perhaps, like, the balloon guy. You know, was that balloon clown? I would love to, what I would love to do, because, like, I don't have a lot of thoughts on, like, how... Just roll for me some pronouns. Yeah. Uh, Animal D6, go. Six, eagle. I don't have a lot of thoughts on how they, like, got their information, right? Like, I don't have a lot of... But, like, I have a really specific visual to connect what we have with with Biff Boffo. Okay. And that is, um, it was, it's kind of what I, like, play, like, playfully threw out at the very top. But the visual that I'm getting is like a parking garage or like a like a seedy tavern. Yeah. Like it's crowded. There's people everywhere. And like Gummy is there, ruffled trench coat, like hanging on the back of a chair. People are kind of tripping over it. Gummy is sweating, wiping, like wiping sweat off of his forehead. And like Biff like sits down and like slides a folder and they're like, here's what you need. Here's everything I got. Here's everything that you need to know. And this is like the specific moment where this is in the timeline is like Gummy has realized that they're not possessed. These are not like supernatural clowns. They're just people in paint. And like there's this breakdown that comes with that of like, well, then what do I like? I don't understand. Like, how can you willingly sign up for this? And they found someone that was capable of getting in. But are they actually a clown? Biff, Biff Bafo, are they like actually a fucking clown who like went through with the three ring circus? Or is this like, a, like you know, are they an intern? I'm trying to, <laughs> I, I honestly am not sure. What What's more interesting to you? 
Because it's confused for me, it is difficult to be like they were a former clown asshole. See, you know I what I mean? Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. I, I I'm not particularly interested in redeeming the kind of people that we have established clowns to be. Okay, I guess is is the is that sounds harsh? No, like, yeah, no, I don't want ty- Like no. I am not interested. Like that narrative of like, well, this person hurt a bunch of people, but then they felt really bad. Yeah, like no. that's not interesting to me it's more interesting to me of somebody like willingly kind of like going along with dismantling the system and being like i will i will get inside and i will dismantle it from inside so i have a pitch for you okay a biff bafo they are one like why do they do this you know they fucking hate the circus of misery clearly and i think they seek out gordon gumboat to be like I'm willing to literally put myself, my very being on the line in order to get you, to get the world the information about fucking how terrible the Circus of Misery is. And, because how, to bring, is, and how to bring them down. Yeah, because this is a person who said, like, I have to do the three ring circus and I can't lose. Mm-hmm. Because if I lose, I don't come out. But if I win, I come out. Mm-hmm. But like, if you win, are you, can you go in? Of course, I think you can go in and bullshit it. Oh, right? I think I, in fact, I would say like, I partially because, so partially because the next thing that I want to do is a game that involves a deck of playing cards and partially because I am just holding a deck of playing cards in my hand. The idea that Biff Bafo is, and also tying into the idea of like great spy media. Yeah. If Biff Bafo is like a world-class card shark who is like their, who's like their skill is that they could bluff you. Like, like they are just the greatest bluff artist in the world. And Gummy came to them and was like, okay, well, what if I could, oh, oh, this is, this is tough. <sighs> but like came to them with an offer of like, I need your help. And if you do this, like you can like, you can use your skills for something more than just like petty entertainment. I dig it. I dig it. I like the, uh, but if this is the case, we need, we need, uh, what is their name? Bilbo? Not Bilbo. Biff Bafo. Um, Biff Bafo to have like skin in the game. Like, yeah, why are right. they like, you know, did they lose someone? Are they just realizing that the world is changing? You know, it, it ha- there has to be a big stake here to be like, I literally am putting my very concept of self on the fucking line for this, you know, but what hmm. is it? Cause I know that's like a separate story altogether, like how they got to being like, I'm in, I'm willing to risk it all because I am, you know, one, I'm like, I'm really good at fucking everything. Like, you know, you can't just be like, I don't know. It's it's hard to kind of like, well, with what we've set up, you got to be really fucking powerful to win. Do you or no? You just have to, I it think depends on the person, I guess. It depends on the person. It depends on the game. I mean, I think you have to be like, you have to, you have to be pretty powerful, but I think it depends on like the person and the game and the circumstances. And like, I, I think that there's a lot of factors that go into it. Like it's going to be what, what being powerful means is going to be different for every person that enters. That's true. But I also completely agree with you that like, there's got to be like a hook. There's got to be something that pulls them in, right? Like there's got to be that. Is there like a table for events or something just for us to get? Mm. I have nothing right now. Like in my head, um, we could pull a, We could pull a card and see what happens. Yeah, I'm down with that. I'd like to say that they are established that they are a card shark. Like they're a card yeah. player. They are a professional, you know, card game of chance player. And, you know, they some for some reason are in this predicament in order to, you know, get inside information, like bring down the circus of fucking misery. It's a big deal. They play hustle, which is a fantasy card game that I will not introduce nor explain. 
I will let the fans do that. And this is a professional one, hustler. <laughs> I look forward to one day being able to load up the All My Fantasy Children wiki and read just a 15-page summary that someone has made up of the rules of this card game. Fuck yes. Bluffing is important, though. Bluffing is like a key part of hustle. It's all about it's like real when people say like oh, I'm all about the hustle I'm all about like brand positivity they are indeed bluffing and lying as well that's what I so yeah okay so I'm gonna draw a card <laughs> let me look at these suits here a little what game bit. are we playing but what game are you pulling from so I've got session zero by Megan Cross it is a card based uh character generation Aaron draw me a card but what we're gonna do is we're gonna limit it to the suit of spades which is the suit of sadness um. So I'm going to ask you to draw a card and just tell me the number on it, and we'll just call it uh, a spade. Okay, so I have a deck of Final Fantasy character cards, and they're all really cute 16-bit characters. Excellent, I love that. So I got the Ace of Spades, which is the Warrior of Light. Okay, The, the, the prompt on the Ace of Spades is you can never forget what was stolen from you, what was taken from you, by whom, and will you be able to get it back? So we know two of those questions. And okay. we know that something, something specifically was stolen, was taken by oh, the Circus of Misery. I have, I have a perfect pitch for this. Okay. Biff Bafo had a, had a, a buddy, a partner that was in this arena of playing hustle and was, you know, it, this is a little cliche, but like, you know, was willing to risk it all. Like Biff Bafo, are they number oh, one? Oh, or they're, they're Slicer. They're Slicer. What's Slicer. That's just a term in hustle. It's it's oh. your it's it's your it's a two person game. It's a team and one, game, and one of your players is the slicer, and the other player is the shaker. You got a okay. shaker and a slicer. Um, Biff Boff was a great shaker, but they need an excellent slicer on the other end of the table, and so their slicer was uh, finish your story. I just need to I need to throw wow. out as many weird details for this wow. game that I refuse to define as possible. Okay, so their slicer's name is um, Morrigan Cutdeck. Yep. And their slicer wanted something that wasn't in... Like, you know, this is something that I, I think as I'm getting older, I realize where it's... Um, you have friends and people who, like, you think want something. You're like, oh, yeah, they're well, they're doing that. That's their job. That's their career. But secretly, they want to do something else and pursue something. And some people never get the opportunity. Yeah. I think as Morrigan uh, cut card you know, was willing to pursue this, like, you know, put so much time into the teamwork that their hustle team went into, et cetera, et cetera. You know, they're winning, they're traveling, they're out there grinding. You know, they're they're playing hustle, they're in the hustle circuit, they're hustling. Um, but Morgan Cutdeck wanted something else and willingly put that on the line, was so unfortunately like down about being like, I feel like I'm in a dead end in my life. I don't know where I'm at. I don't know how to pursue this thing. I'm so caught up in the hustle game. I'm so, you know, I I feel like I can't pull myself away. I don't know what's up and what's down, but I know that I want this fucking thing. I want to, you know, I want to pursue something else. Give me another thing. I want to retire. I want to retire on a beach. Fuck. I don't want to be in the hustle game. Like, this is the part. I don't want to be at this part of the journey. I want to be at the part where I've retired on a beach. Oh, no. And I think that's what drew them in. Like, it was this team. And then one day, you know, um, Biff Bafo and Morgan Cutdeck show up to, you know, this hustle tournament. And it's like, this is the big pot one. Where if they won, they could have had that life of like retiring and i think that's what both of them want is like we just need one big w we need one big win and then we're set we can just 
kick back and like set up time in Moon Crescent or like, you know, somewhere beautiful that we've always dreamt of. And like, you know, re- but we really got to put the work in and grind. But that day, Morgan Cutdeck did not show up. They went to the Circus of Misery. And they, and they lo- became and they a lost. fucking clown. Yeah, they became a fucking clown. So more, so uh, Biff Bafo is like, I-, I need to get my partner back and I need to like help. I, I got to know if it can be undone. I got to know if I, you know, if there's something I can do. And so Biff Bafo is like, I'm willing to put myself on the line because even if I lose, I'll be back with my hustle partner. I'll be back with my slicer. You know? So then we cut back to, uh, we fleshed out this story a little bit. So now this visual, I'm going back to the same visual. I'm another blank paging it where uh, we come back to that visual of Biff Bafo at a table, right? Like telling yeah. details. And the two of them, like it's a table and there's like six people and Biff and Gummy are playing together. And turns out Gummy's a pretty good slicer. Turns out got a knack for it yeah and like and like there's the it's it's that kind of there's a trope that i love which is like two characters earn respect for each other because they realize they're both really like the the bonding over a shared like hobby yeah or like over a competitive game where you're just like well played well played well played like that i like that so i like the feeling that they're playing this like bluffing heavy card game together and biff is like excellent work excellent excellent move excellent move yeah, I've got some details. Yeah, I could, I could do this. I, I'm pretty gun. I think I personally think I'm a pretty great bluffer. And Gummy is like, well, well you're doing wonderful so far because uh, you, you don't seem to be sweating at all. And they're like, oh no, I'm terrified. But this, <laughs> this, this is a high stakes game. I'm sweating bullets. I'm just very, I'm just bluffing that I'm very calm. And like slowly, they're kind of like dancing around and like talking. Like Gummy's like, so. Where, where's your, where, where's your slice? Like, what happened to your slicer? And they're like, I'm pretty sure you know that, Gummy. I'm pretty sure that you're not as good at bluffing as you think you are. And, like, going back and forth, and that's kind of how Biff, like, slowly, like, starts to, A, like, that's how they get into it. And then later on, like, that's also kind of, like, where they encoded language kind of, like, trade this information off, right? Like, it's very much in a, like, here's what I found. I'm not going to tell it to you straight. Oh, okay. Got it. Is that all cool? I think like that's all cool. (laughs) No, it is. It is. I'm invested very much in this very sad figure known as Biff Bafo. Hell yeah. That is literally willing to sacrifice everything that they are in order to save their slicer, their partner, Morrigan Cutdeck. You know what I mean? It's like a it's a sad life. Do they get Morrigan out? Like what is what does Biff Bafo put on the line? Because you know, they win. They they beat they beat the game. Is it just like you free you like no one's ever asked for that before like you fucking release Morgan cut deck you know from you wipe the paint away or like you you let them leave you you know I don't know you let them retire because that's what they want you know what I mean I kind of I kind of love that I love that like no one has has asked this because the people that and because where the so yes okay got yes good I'm excited I'm getting jazzed so we set up that. We set up that the people in the Circus of Misery still genuinely think that one day their dream could come true and Shao Clown could give them what they've wanted if they earn it, you know. Mm-hmm. But no one has ever said, uh, you know, no one's ever given their wish away, basically. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that means that Biff Buff, Buff, Buffo is like, I want Morgan Cutdeck's dream to come true. Or not even that. It's I, I think it is. I want Morgan cut deck to realize that this is a sham. Oh. And it's because, and, and, and here is, here is a callback to this episode. Uh, here's a callback to like why that works and why no one has ever done it before because people are selfish assholes. Yeah, exactly. Like the people that get invited to this 
are people that are going to ask for something for themselves that they don't want to make anyone else's life better because they want it for them. Yeah. But that means that, and this is why, this is why Biff Buffa was the right person to do this. They were really good at lying. Yeah. They bluffed their way into the circus, which no one has ever done. No. They were so good at bluffing that they got their way in. They got a where, fucking letter. Like, they got invited. Like, yeah. wow, you're a really big fucking piece of shit, Biff Buffo. I gotta get you on my team. And they, they came in and Shao Clown was like, state your desire, state that which you were willing to bet everything of your being on. And they said, I want, I want to, I want, if I win that Morgan Cutthroat realizes this whole thing is a sham. And Shao Clown, like, is dead silent. Because, like, no one has ever, A, bluffed Shao Clown so thoroughly, and B, exploited the system in such a way. They still have to go through the game, and they still, and they do win. But, like, no one has ever, like, played the game on that level, played those cards, and that is why they are a spy extraordinaire. I... Really like that. We got there because this was a there. tough one. We had to build. We literally, listener, I hope you are still with us because we literally just built the hierarchy, like the system of the Circus of Misery, and then had to break down how a person infiltrated it and beat it all in an hour. Whew. Woo. Um, wow. That was fucking, that's a wrap. That's a um, wrap. I feel like we got Bafo. there. I, we did. We did. And I like now that we have, um, we have the Circus of Misery, like, down and it actually makes sense within our canon like which we tied, you know, we tied a bunch of episodes together in a way that i think is pretty satisfying i i feel pretty good i really do that we were like considering all the other one. i i feel really bad for people like shia labeouf now <laughs> oh i i mean <laughs> like he's a I'm, piece of shit but i mean i'm not sympathetic but i'm still like yo that's oh, rough it's a, like, it's a hellish fate and i think that's yeah. Like it's scary and it's upsetting, but I like that it's I kind I like that it's there from a horror standpoint, and I yeah, and the idea that like you have to make that deal with the devil is very good because it's yes. not it's people that have willingly like signed up for that and they have not done that for reasons that are not ultimately selfish. Yes, they signed up to become Sisyphus. Like, yeah. you know, they really did sign up for like thinking that every time they get to the top, they might get a treat, like the boulder yeah. to the top. It's a sad, sad world. <laughs> How many episodes now are metaphors for like capitalistic shitheads now? Oh, a like lot of 10? them. It's, been, um, it's a good number. <laughs> it's a good number. I feel strong about that. Um, so thank you so much, Max, but like a skeleton at Twitter, MXMLMN, um, for your prompt. You know, they're so, so simple to send us a prompt. Why haven't you today? You know, there's so many amazing ways you can send prompts so that we can collaborate and make your brilliant ideas come to life with our weird vision. And Jeff, why don't you tell the good people at home some of the amazing ways that you can contribute your ideas to all no. my fantasy children? No. All right. You can post them on our... Uh, you um, can post them on Twitter uh, using the hashtag AMFC. No, wait. Uh, no. Now I got to remix my entire process. Yup. You can... You can... Uh, geez, words are hard. They are. You can tweet them at us at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children. You can post them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash allmyfantasychildren. You can email them to us at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com. Or you can go to bit.ly slash amfcdiscord and use the prompt submission channel. It's true. And if you, like, do all those things, like, I don't want you to think that we won't, like, emails just as good. I fucking refresh that thing every day. So, like, spam away. Don't be afraid. Um, But uh, if you like what you heard today and you like tabletop games and you love learning about new ones, indie ones old-timey amazing ones what are you waiting for 
Why not listen to Jeff's other podcast? Party of One is an actual <laughs> play podcast focused on two-player role-playing experiences. Every week, I sit down with a friend. We play a two-player role-playing game. We share some laughs, maybe a few tears, and we have a really good time. New episodes drop every Tuesday at partyofonepodcast.com. Shibuya. Um, all my fantasy children is proud to be a part of the One Shot Podcast Network. Um, go to OneShotPodcast.com and browse a myriad of amazing shows and content. Shows like A Horror Borealis, One Shot, Design Doc, Campaign. You can listen to my other work on Skyjack's Courier's Call and All Ages moder- Modified Fate Accelerated Actual Play about 14-year-olds finding adventure and laughing a lot. Find all that fun stuff at OneShotPodcast.com. A verbal hug this week. A verbal hug this week. Oh, I have one. Go for it. Um, the, you know the phrase, like, fake it till you make it's a fun phrase. Um, but I, I'm not a fan of it because it always implies that, like, winging it. For me, it's all about, like, trusting your instincts and stuff. And, oh, yeah. like, that, yes, like, you may be dropped in situations where you feel like you have to fake it. But that sense of resourcefulness and that sense of using your strengths to overcome a po- uh, like a puzzle or a challenge that you may not have thought you were equipped for is a skill like that is a skill set to be able to adapt and mm-hmm. overcome um and i just always like as someone right now i'm like writing for a tabletop game which like it's i don't play a lot of games but i play a lot of video games and i have a lot of creative ideas and i've consumed a lot of fantasy media and tabletop stuff that i have a good opinion about like power fantasy and stuff so Mm -hmm. i feel equipped to actually do this and i'm not like oh i'm faking it till i make it i'm like no i know my shit i just kind of have to learn a few things in order to adapt to the challenge given to me and your path is your path Yes, and, like, you have strengths that no one else has, and, like, use them to your abilities when you're presented with challenges. And trust your instincts. You're not a fake, you're not a phony, and you're not, you're just making it happen. You're not faking it till you make it, you're just making it. Um, mine is kind of, is kind of tied to that, which is, um, making it is okay. Like, uh, rather, like, making your own is okay. It is, it is, it is, in the, I would say in a lot of ways, like, making your own is better. Like, the idea of that, like, I think a lot of us, I, I was listening to a friend talk about this exact thing. Uh, my friend Kate Nix, wonderful musician, was talking about how like she and and this hit me right in the gut because I I am it was hard same of like she was saying like I I put in a lot of work into making my own things and I always thought on some level like that there was going to be a moment where somebody was like all right now you're joining the team and like I mean I heard like she said that sentence and I was like fuck I had to like stop what i was doing and sit for a minute yeah because like hard same but the truth is like she and i and aaron and we like like have built things that are ours and that like no one can take those things from us yes and like they are things that we own and that are ours and like this also came from a conversation with a friend of mine recently who was like talking about getting into podcasting and was like i want something and like we were talking about because we we used to work together and we were both like, yeah, you know, we were employee number one, four, eight, seven, six. Right. Like we were we were we were a cog in a wheel. But like and when I was explaining like why I love podcasting, why I love making party of one and AMFC, it's because like these are our things. These are things that are ours. And, and you know, it it it. As much as there are times where I'm like, oh, I would love to be part of this big project or feel like, you know, I would love this big achievement. Like, 
the truth is I built a thing and we built a thing, Aaron, together, like, yeah, that is like astounding and real. And like the successes that we've had and the failures that we've had are like really, truly ours. Mm-hmm. And like that is something that not a lot of people get to say. So like if you're ever if you are like me and this is one of those verbal hugs that I am saying because I need to hear it. Yeah. If you are like me and there are times where you are like, oh, I really I really wanted something to happen yes recognize that like you have made something happen and recognize like the power that comes in that because like that is a rarer thing than you realize to be able to say like i made this Mm -hmm. i couldn't agree more there's too many times when you're like you know you're willing to basically like you you'd think to yourself like i would be willing to take that shao trade Mm -hmm. you know what i mean in order for me to have the thing that i want because where I'm at right now isn't where I want to be. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. the eight, that's as real as real can be right now. Like, you know, no, you are not, you know, like right now, we are not the most popular show in the world. We're not even one of the most popular shows on our network. And that's okay. Like for me, I still believe that like, you know, one day we will be. But also like, I just like saying that we made something that is genuinely ours and no one else's. And is unique and comes from us. And therefore, it's even more unique because it's ours. Like, you know, you could use the formula and have different hosts. It'd be a totally different show. And mm-hmm. I just encourage everyone to find their own thing and let it come from you and no one else. Because then it'll truly have even more value. Because it's unique and it's literally yours. And it's it can't be taken from you. No matter if it's one person listening or 10,000 people listening, it'll taste that much sweeter knowing that it's yours, even yep. if it's one person listening. Yep. You know, and that's, that's, and that's real life with Aaron and Jeff. Damn right it is. Um, is there anything else we do on this podcast? I think that's about it. Dang. And yeah. So until next time, good, good night, night and good, good game. game. Hello everyone, my name is Coconut the Clown, and welcome back to Tales from Tiny Cars, the official podcast of the Circus of Misery. Now, my special guest for this week is no longer available. If you check our blog, you'd see that Morgan Cutdeck, the famous hustle player, is supposed to be on the show today, but not this week. We have tried several times to reach out to Morgan Cutdeck, and they have never responded. So, moving on. Like every good podcast, we start by thanking our sponsors. This week, we want to thank the Circus of Misery and the Great Shao Clown. If you're looking for fun and excitement and want to beat the summer heat, there's no better place than the Circus of Misery. We have just installed a water slide, a lazy river, and we are proud to announce that our wave pool is now open for use. You can find out more about the amazing things happening at our Three Ring Circus, yes, three, at www.clownshenanigans.circusofmisery.org. But anyway, like I said, my name is Coconut the Clown, and let's start the show. So this week, I'm not joined by my co-host Crumb Jeans, you're just stuck with me. That was a joke for me, <laughs> Coconut the Clown. So on Tales from Tiny Cars, you all know that we chat and we talk about life in the circus of misery and how amazing it is. But since we don't have an interviewee, and I don't have a co-host, guess we'll have a special episode where I tell you all about being me, Coconut the Clown. Now where to begin?
I first done the circus. Come on down to Shao Cloud's three ring circus at the Circus of Misery. You can have all of your dreams come true. Want to see an amazing show? We got that for you. Want to stay in a beautiful five-star hotel? We got that for you. Do you like to fight? Well, for special invites only, we have an amazing fighting tournament with some fabulous prizes. Ask a friend how to get in. And for the special elite, we send you... You, a special invitation really to join us at the great Xiao Clown. But to hang with the Xiao, you can't just be nobody. That's right, you gotta have big dreams and aspirations. So once you got some of those, why don't you come down to the Circus of Misery and we'll hook you right up with exactly what you are looking for. Check out our website at www.circusofmisery.org today.